Consumer Focus with Martin Newman. Hello and welcome to Consumer Focus, bringing you expert advice and opinion on customer service, British commerce, retail and industry. My name is Martin Newman and I've worked in commerce for over 35 years and I am 100% dedicated to championing the consumer and helping businesses to develop the best possible strategies for their customers. Today, I have the privilege of being joined by Oz Catterjee, who is a documentary filmmaker, broadcaster with Sky News and equality advocate. Throughout his career, Oz has campaigned for a fair and informed understanding towards Middle East and Muslim people, most recently highlighting ignorance around the one Ummah symbol being confused with an allegiance to the terrorist group ISIL. Oz is joining me today to discuss how airports can be a threatening or distressing environment for Middle Eastern people, those in Islamic, Islamic dress, or potentially sometimes those working in the journalistic career who are travelling through that environment, and to discuss how airport staff and management can help to improve those experiences. So, Oz, thank you very much, first of all, for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Martin. Really appreciate it. Would you say that people tend to behave with suspicion towards you at airports? Is that something you've experienced at all? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, I mean, in two regards. One, I'm a journalist, so I carry with me a, a lot of equipment, you know, yeah. a lot of metal equipment. So, you know, that, that needs to be scanned and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, bulletproof jackets as well, you know. Why, bulletproof why, jackets, why that's is, a good one, yeah. Why is someone travelling with a bulletproof jacket <laughs> to an airport? Indeed. The other thing is I am of Middle Eastern heritage and I do, you know, I'm, I have a full beard and, and stuff. So sometimes, yeah. you know, you do get racially profiled um, at, at airports. So I, that's quite a common thing. But, um, you know, since... 2001 you know the yes, of 9/11 course. heightened uh, awareness I, of all that I, I was yeah. I was a child during mm-hmm. that so so it's kind of something I have has that's always been for me it's never it's never something that's sort of you know heightened airport security around yeah. around things things like that of um it's not it's not a new experience i don't want to say it's something that's no of course more it's prevalent something today than than it yeah. was maybe 10 15 20 like, years ago 20 years ago of course do you think in those types of environments and situations, is it is it more the staff or other travellers who contribute to this environment of suspicion? Do you think that, that that sort of generally prevails? Look, I think I think there's there's an element of both, and this isn't something personally I, I've experienced, but I have known of uh, you know. I have heard of stories and seen them covered in the press of, um, you know, airport staff responding to uh, passengers, you know, getting irritated by someone speaking Arabic, getting suspicious. Uh, You know, this is this has happened quite, quite often in in America, Um, less so over here. But, you know, it's both the staff contribute to it uh, and and, and the the travellers contribute to it sometimes. So. Again, I think more cultural understanding would would benefit would definitely these help. things. But these these are these are these are incidents that happen every so often. I I'm not sure that it's a day to day travel experience. Yeah, sure. You know, being being thrown off a plane mm. for speaking Arabic. But again, it does happen, and, yeah. and staff need to be better equipped to handle. Just the- just on that note, I mean, what do you think? You know, do you think airports do enough to educate their staff? around avoiding racial bias or insensitivity to Middle Eastern and Muslim people. And I mean, what would your advice be, you know, if they were to try and do more, to be more aware and and to be able to handle that more sensitively? Well, one thing I've noticed when traveling through airports and, and, you know, I don't, I don't mean to bring a London-centric uh, feel to the show, but I, I've only really travelled through London airports. I live in London and yep. I travel around the world through uh, through London as a hub. So I don't I don't know what it's like in other airports, but 
uh, through the London airports, many of the staff going through your, your bags and, and going through things like that are of mixed ethnic backgrounds, yes, which has been really helpful. You know, yeah. when it does happen, you don't feel like you're 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 necessarily being singled out when when yeah. it's happened to me. Also, I would say, in my experience, the way it's done today, because they've had many years of of of, of doing this now. It, they don't make a fuss. You get a little stamp or something on your passport that says uh, SS or whatever. The you know s- screen, yeah. So Screened, yeah. so they make they make you know they they flag you so that you're given an extra swab and your shoes go in right. and they check there's no mm. bombs in your shoes and it, generally it's pretty pretty efficient now nowadays. You know, I, I, it happens to me all the time, but I don't I don't especially I'm not especially bothered by no. it. and also again. Not so much in London, but during my work in the Middle East, I travelled through Turkey a lot and mm-hmm. went through many different airports. Yeah. So, you know, I, I find actually I was probably security screened in Turkey more often than I was in London. But then again, the whole laptop thing yes. happened yeah. while I was out there. So, yeah. uh, you know. Well, that's the thing. I suppose, you know, there are, there are incident, different incidences happening over time, which obviously dictate. Contribute to it, yeah. Yeah, contribute so, and dictate the sort of level of security and the, the changing nature of it and what they're, what they're actually looking for in the first instance. So if uh, you're... The, the audience don't remember, there, there was a sort of a, a, a laptop um, bombing sort of concern uh-huh. on on the plane so they banned taking laptops in yeah. and hold luggage which added about an hour to each journey because you'd have yeah. to turn up and then they'd take your laptop off you and then they'd give you a special sticker and whatever sure. And, sure. and then it was a you know total ball like trying to yeah. get it back at the end um but this is you know this is traveling through the middle east as yeah. a journalist you just have to add an extra hour to your yeah journey. yeah you, you have just... to account for that yes essentially i suppose what you were saying there is that from our Looking at London as an example, because of the ethnic mix of people who work in security and because there is quite a strong or a diverse mix to the people that are working in security, you've never really had an issue in it. And it's it's not that I've never really had an issue. It's just that if there is a more prevalence towards it, I'm less kind of irritated by it. I don't know, maybe that I've been socially sure. conditioned to accepting that... Um, or you know but but again i understand airport security is of vital importance um so you just kind of get on with it and and i feel the the having a diverse staff makes it less mm. you know about that so what sort of reactions have you had you you're talking earlier about you know going through with a bulletproof vest and everything well <laughs> i mean it, it it starts with curiosity to towards suspicion do you yeah. know what i mean like you know what you know, you, people think that you might be lying and covering yourself yeah. as a journalist or, or whatever. Presumably, you have some credentials that you can. Yes, show I, that I, that I, I, I do. You know, but yeah. but but you know, sometimes it. it, it sometimes so, that, so, that so, doesn't so, so, matter. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, that doesn't you can, you, the can have, of, you can have permission from the government in sure. in, in, in question yeah. to be in the country, yeah. yet still there's hostility towards you. Mm. I mean, that's 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 travel. You know, yeah. not. Again, I don't really get that in in London. Tra- yeah. Traveling in and out of London is fine. You know, I, 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 you have a couple of questions sometimes. Sure, but but, but I suppose you could. I suppose you could. T- you the the positive to take from that is that you would hope if they're being as meticulous with you as they are with everyone else. That's ultimately you know going through security and getting on a plane that it makes us all safer at the end of the day, and that we, you know, invariably have 
less to worry about and uh, can be more secure in, in, in our travel. One thing I do have concerns mm. with are these uh, the, the sort of x-ray scanners where yeah. they, they can see your, your whole body. Yeah. I think for Muslim women especially that, that that's not something that they would really want to go through. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure m- most people wouldn't want to yeah. go through, not especially Muslim women, but you know, there is a you know, there there is a a, a need for cultural uh, sensitivity sure. and understanding uh, towards that. And I how, think how better could they deal with that? Do you think? In that you know, situation? it would it, it would help that they have a dedicated and and quick option to avoid that screen and yes. go to to another type of screening that's yeah. less invasive. Yeah. Uh, and if that if that's if that's doable um, now, probably they would argue that they do have a, an approach for that. Yeah. But. In my experience, having heard people that have refused those screenings, mm-hmm. hostility tends to, they feel like there's a hostile attitude towards them. Now, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's because the staff can't be bothered or maybe it's because, you know, suddenly the, the suspicion is aroused. Maybe that that's... What, sure. I, I don't know. It's mm. not my field. But I would say if there's anything about sensitivity, um, I think those machines can be seen as very invasive towards people. Mm. I, I don't particularly like them. I just go through them because I can't. I cannot be bothered with yeah, the additional hassle yeah. at an airport. So, yeah. again, maybe maybe I'm societally conditioned, and I'm saying that that things aren't so bad when I mm. travel through London. But maybe I'm just used to just getting my head down and, and yeah, accepting sure. it, so I can move it, yeah. move my equipment through yeah. from one place to the other. Yeah, is it up to airports? Do you think, or indeed companies functioning within airports to educate staff, or is that something that you? Is this more of a wider societal issue? Do you think, or is this? Is the responsibility on the part of the airport and the organisations within it to, look, look, to I, educate staff better I think, around this? I think it's both because I think I think you have issues within society, but companies aren't run like societies, yeah. you know. Um, and and it's the responsibility of anyone running a company or a public service to make sure that their issues that arise with that, if you've got racist staff members or mm. whatever, that should be a problem for sure, you. You sure. shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to go oh well it's fine he, he's a no, bit absolutely. racist but yeah. you know dave down on accounts he, he, he you know so so that is a problem you want to be uh you want it's important your public image is, is important mm. and perceptions of you important and i'm sure these incidents when they do happen on planes and, and airports are very uh, deeply embarrassing for the people for, who for have the experienced pe- yeah sure. you know what i mean and I, and I don't i don't follow up necessarily and see what happens to the yeah. start to the staff members yeah. involved but again there has to be a responsibility yeah. It's no excuse that these issues exist in society. There has to be a responsibility I, from staff. It's mildly funny now looking back on it, but I was in the States and um, I was going through one of the airports there and I went through the scanner and it showed something up and, you know, the guy got very abrasive with me immediately and said, you know, what's that in your pocket? You know, what's that there, sir? And basically what happened is I literally had a hole in the pocket of my jeans and a tissue that was in my pocket had sort of snuck down the hole into, you know, sort of slightly lower down beneath my groin. And it was unbelievable. And they ended up taking me into a room and forcing me, I kid you not, and forcing me to strip. So I had to take my clothes off to ultimately identify what this was. I mean, I think they handled it particularly badly. So I have had one experience where, you know, and I think that was I think that was overreaction and just lack of training on their part. And they could have handled that much, much better. And it would have been very obvious to them, you know, just by patting me down and frisking me to realise that it was nothing, you know, to concern them about. But because I couldn't explain to them what it was when they asked me the question, you know, they immediately frog-marched me off and put me in a room and 
essentially told me to take my trousers down. Wow. So yeah. it's pretty embarrassing to I, say the least. I can imagine. Yeah, it doesn't sound pleasant. Um, no. Luckily, I haven't I haven't had the strip search yet, which is uh, I'm saying that now. As soon as I leave the next day, <laughs> plane I get on is going to happen. No, isn't hopefully it? not. Hopefully not. If you were to sort of change one thing, you know, about the way that security staff deal with you or deal with customers generally, what would it be? Um, I mean, would it be the issue you were talking about there with Muslim women, where you know you don't think it's fair for them to go through scanners because obviously there's the cultural sensitivity of that or whether you did that in a more enclosed environment, what would it be? What would you change? What's the one thing? Uh, well, you know, not, not again, not necessarily just Muslim women. I feel like women of all creeds and ethnicities yep. uh, should, should be able to, and men too. Um, yep. But I, as I said, I understand the importance of security, but, but, People need to feel comfortable and not not have their privacy invaded. And, yeah. and um, again, I, I've never I've never seen the other option. Maybe maybe I should. Maybe the next time I go through one of those, I should decline and and you know do an article about it or something. Yeah. Because I'm sure the experience is is frustrating for everyone involved. I, I find even being patted down sometimes. You know. I mean, it can be a tad embarrassing, yeah. you know, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. and I appreciate they're only doing their job and they've got to yeah. make sure that you're not but you no know, one concealing wants to go through that, you know a weapon. I mean? But so. yeah, but it can become, I mean, it does, it does border sometimes on being quite invasive in terms of, you know, how far they go with the patting down. Um, and I think that just comes down to individuals. So it does feel like there's a requirement there to, I think, think through that process you know the whole the whole process a bit better, and you know how you find a better balance between ensuring that we keep the the levels of security that we need to have, but also just think maybe a little bit but, you more know, about uh, the sensitivity of customers and not you know making it a highly embarrassing experience for people. Well, it's also a new technological solution that couldn't have existed twenty thirty years ago. But the yeah. the you know the thing is like. I personally, now this is my personal preference, would rather be patted down. Mm. Now, what does that say? Does that say that, that um, you know, and that, that is a physically invasive experience as opposed to just a quick snapshot, whatever. Mm. But the idea for me of having my digital image, you know, seen by others and, mm. and, and viewed by others and potentially stored on a computer, whatever they say sure. happens to it, you know, um, yeah. that for me, I find more invasive and mm -hmm. more alien so again may maybe i'm conditioned by oh you patting down is normal we've yeah. been living with it for however many years yeah. maybe in 20 years time the generation after will say you know i'd rather i'd rather just have be scanned than have people's hands all over yeah. me so yeah. you know again i don't, I don't want to sound like maybe an old fogey maybe, maybe attitudes will change towards it but personally i'd rather i'd rather be be you know manhandled a, a bit roughly rather than than have a, a photo of yeah i don't think that makes you sound like no foggy i would imagine i mean i'm quite a bit older than you i'd, I'd imagine actually that's probably more representative of how younger people think whereas for me i'm quite comfortable having the digital image right, taken. okay <laughs> i don't particularly like being patted down you know and Fine. at the end of the day if somebody's going to put their hands on me i prefer it was at my invitation yes quite okay. frankly <laughs> than uh, forced upon me but anyway how would you score your experiences with airports out of 10 just out of curiosity, what would you give it? Well, um, not great, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the thing is, as airports tend to be rough with your equipment, lose your equipment, mm. you know, bust open your bags, stuff go missing. Um, that And that's a real problem if you're on a deadline to shoot sure. something. Like, try the amount of times that tripods have just gone AWOL, really? lost for two, three days. Yeah. And if you've, you know, scored an interview or whatever... 
uh, you can't afford to you can't say oh sorry can you wait three days till i get my tripod no you just have to do something else and yeah. that can be really really problematic, really, mm. really problematic. as mm. you know our our careers depend on being able to to do these kinds of things at short notice journalism is, yeah, is done sure. at short notice often i wonder i'm just thinking you know thinking out loud you know is there i mean there might not be enough need for this because there might not be enough people um, in your line of work coming through the airport every day, but I was just wondering if they had a, almost as if they had a separate line, you know, for people who were travelling, you know, for business with equipment, with business equipment. I, I um, think I think that something specifically tailored to journalists would be a real, real help mm. for the industry. Um, you know, they already do spe- specialised insurance for, yeah. ju- for journalists, sure. you know. And the thing is, Journalists are only going to certain places. You know mm. when it's going to happen. You can you can manage for for situations like that. You yeah. know, uh, during the battle for Mosul, the the airport in in northern Iraq uh, in Erbil was constantly busy, full of journalists. Yeah, you know I mean, all staying in the same two or three hotels. Yeah, going from the same. You know, you had an industry for what was it six months, eight yeah. months of just yeah. ferrying journalists back. You know, and still there was kind of like a, a, a you know struggles going through airports trying to get get to and from suspicion why you're you're traveling to and from iraq all the time yeah you know covering the same story you know you really want your equipment to arrive in in one piece yeah. so yeah maybe, maybe there's something airliners could do to you know it was probably charge charge extra but yeah. you can charge it on the company to make sure your your stuff arrives with you in one piece yeah, yeah absolutely you know, take it with you on the yeah, hold yeah, no, or whatever I, like, I really don't like leaving my cameras to go in the in the baggage yeah, yeah i really i mean that that's that's several thousand pounds worth of kit that sure. you don't want kicked it's your about. livelihood it is it is, it is and it's also livelihood that i can't re- yeah. i can't replace if no. i if i if i lose that yeah. i'm not earning enough money to go buy another one yeah yeah, yeah. um must yeah. admit i mean i think airports generally although they're they're very much a mixed bag um i think generally there's a lot could be done to improve them yes um you know in terms of the customer experience and i think that you know Obviously, the the airports in the UK are mainly geared up to, you know, selling us more stuff when we get there. So there's quite a strong retail proposition. Yeah, I think the food proposition in most airports is pretty poor. Yeah, you know, I'm fortunate as someone who's travelled a lot in business that I get to go into lounges quite often. But even there, you know, very very different level of experience with different airlines in terms of what you get when you're in the lounges and sometimes yeah. it's not even worth the while the only thing the only benefit is you're guaranteed a seat <laughs> which you don't always get in fact more often than not you don't get when you're in the main body of the airport in fact my family and i traveled recently on holiday from luton which has been done up recently and you know they've invested a lot of money in that airport but you know by crikey in the morning uh, there were so many flights leaving at like half six seven half seven in the morning i'd say they were at least 50 percent more seating required than they actually had available, wow. you know. So they've invested all this money and they've created this great, you know. There's lots of retail stores and everything, mm-hmm. but it's not a very comfortable environment. No. Um, I also think, you know, as somebody who travels as much as I do, you know, why haven't the airports got gyms? I'd love to have a workout in the airport before I get on a plane or at the other end. You know, I don't think they're thinking about it from a health perspective, and I think there would be other opportunities. I think customers would buy into that proposition i'd like somewhere to sleep at airports yeah. to be honest and you'd pay with you for it, without, without right? yeah without having to go to a, a hotel, a hotel. if they had sleeping pods sure. that would make my life well, there you go you know because transfers yeah and also i'll be fair i've been through some 
horrible airports in my time. So, so like you know the I I you know I I think British airports are by and large um, better than most. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so it, it it's it's a relief to come home. Often, yeah. you know, I arrive. <laughs> What's the worst airport you've been in? Here, probably one of the ones in Thailand. To be honest with you, right. remind you that that was that was. 15 odd years right, ago okay. now so um, I've been there not that long ago I think it might have improved in that yeah, time possibly yeah <laughs> may, maybe but uh, what well, else well, terrible airport one in Greece is really on uh, one of the the, the Greek uh, islands one, one of the islands yeah, yeah it's, it's really terrible but yeah. again, what what do you expect so yeah, you know true. what I mean so and so you've been filming You have you done a lot of filming in, in the Middle East and like Syria and Iraq and places like that then yeah uh, I wouldn't say lots of filming as I've done other things as well writing and stuff but yeah. um, you know I, that's that's been what I've tried to gear my career towards mm. although I've spent lots of it chained to a desk as well right. so yeah, more travel opportunities wouldn't wouldn't go amiss. If right. any prospective uh, employers are looking are for a freelancer, yes. you know, send me places. Please. <laughs> well, putting on a bulletproof vest must raise your blood pressure a bit. So you've obviously been into some. Well, my my one doesn't really doesn't really fit too well either. I need to get another one. So mm. that's right, know, okay. it's, it's it's kind of the straps are, are a bit too tight. Maybe yeah. I've just broadened out in my old age uh, <laughs> ballooned well if you're going back into any of those environments then you definitely want to get that sorted that's for definitely sure. yeah definitely um yeah i've been been through a, a couple of hairy places uh, now and again mm. it's part part of the job I, I haven't been in anything that, that i considered like my life was about to end yeah l- luckily and i hope that doesn't happen um sure. but uh well, but yeah to hear that. Uh, yes Listen, Oz, that's been fantastic. Really interesting getting your perspective on what airports can do to improve the experience, not only for yourself, but people of other ethnicities. And just in a general context, you know, thinking about how to be maybe a little bit more sensitive and culturally sensitive in security and and just getting that balance right, I think, between making sure that we are secure and that they are ensuring that people we don't want on board our airplanes are not getting there in the first place. We're just you know, trying to minimise the embarrassment for people when they go through what arguably is the most invasive experience that most people have to probably endure on a sort of day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Uh, I didn't I didn't give you a score for British airports, so uh, I will give British airports a score out of 10, 7.5 out of 10, okay. and airports around the world generally 4.5, terrible. Well, there you go. So British airports, well done. I personally think they've still got a job to do. Well, yeah, they've still got a job to do. the experience, yeah. but... but uh, 7.5 it's a, it's a, it's exactly you know, it's, it's better, not, it's it's better than 4.5 <laughs> listen thank you very much really appreciate it thank you for listening to consumer focus with me martin newman and my guest oz Caterji. i hope you will join me next time to discuss the latest in consumer concerns <laughs>